Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's happening, my friend Donies? Welcome to Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon. I got my Buble. I was going to say, you need that. I just can't start the show. That's what I'm saying, dude. <clears throat> Love the bubbly. Uh, anyway, welcome to Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast once again. Today, we're going to bring you our starts and sits for week three. Week three starts and sits. Starts and sits for week three. Fantasy football starts and sits week three. Any way you can say it for the YouTube algorithm would be great. Uh, but anyway, we're going to give you the best starts for week three um and sits for week three and try to guide you to your uh fantasy goodness this week Uh, hopefully we helped you last week have success in that department anyway check our website fantasychampions.com follow us on twitter at the f champs instagram at the fantasy champions facebook.com slash forward slash the fantasy champions check us out over there tiktok you got at the ff champs um if you're listening on apple podcast spotify stitcher any other podcast platforms leave a review share this pod with your friends um, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and then comment down below Fantasy Football Week 3. Yeah. I don't know if that'll work. Does YouTube Make sure search you leave by a comments? comment saying that Morgan sucks. Yeah, leave a comment that says I suck, huh? <laughs> well, I got straight, we were in the, in the Fantasy Champions League, I got straight roasted by someone. Oh, you got roasted by I scored, three people, actually. I scored 79 fantasy points and one in a PPR league with three flexes. That's There's two flexes, to be fair. Oh, wait, is there three? There is three flexes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I won. Yeah. The other team scored 59. That's so impressive. I won by 20. Just so you know, I scored 160. So. Fucking egg, bro. <laughs> anyway, to, I just had to say it. So yeah, comment down below. Let's start our starts and sits for week three. Get this popping and get you out of here in a in a timely manner. Uh, once again, Rick is going to leave me. I am. Yeah, for, I have to for work because he's trying to be an adult, which you know sucks when you're talking about fantasy football. Uh, anyway, so let's let's do the starts and sits for week. I, how did we do this last week? Do we do the quarterbacks and then, or do we do starts and then sits? I think we change it every week. I don't know. I'm just gonna go <laughs> starts and feeling sits that week. Let's do it. Um, okay. All right. So, I, I, at this point, do you feel like this guy should become an automatic start on a week to week basis, or do you feel like people are still kind of hesitant on starting him? It's Jalen Hurts. I think. For the most part, he's you pretty much start him on a week to week basis. But if he had a horrible matchup, I would still consider like if Kyler Murray, Mahomes, if those two guys have a horrible matchup, you're probably still starting them, right? Yeah. With you don't Hertz, know if he's matching. Falls into that next category where, you know, if he has a horrible, horrible matchup, you right. might not want to start him. Right. Um. So otherwise, anyway, yeah, you're starting. Him. He's start of the week. At quarterback for us, right? Start of the week, but he, we're going to tell you to start him this week. He's at Dallas. Um, he had 21 fantasy points last week, and so for some people, 
out there, I feel like a majority of people are like, okay, it's Dallas. They give up a lot of points. Last week they didn't against Justin Herbert, so that mm-hmm. could be. Their defense is not as scary. bad as it no, was last bad year. It was last but year, but it's still not good. It's still not great. Yeah. Um. So anyway, for Jalen for Jalen Hurts, I feel like I feel like as of right now, um. He's starting to become a week-to-week starter for me. I have to see him in a good matchup in order for me to determine whether a bad matchup for him in order to determine whether or not he would be a you know a startable asset on a week-to-week basis um, despite matchup, like you were saying with, um, what was it, Mahomes and others. But anyway, he's got Dallas this week. Dallas is going to, most likely, this is going to be a game where they go back and forth. It's also a division matchup, and these two teams are probably fighting each other for the division um, at the end of the season. So, I think it's going to be a good week for Jalen Hurts. Now, the big thing is people look at his totals last week, and they're probably getting a little bit nervous, because without a rushing touchdown in the 82 rushing yards that he had, um, he probably would have finished with seven total fantasy points. Oh. Yeah, so uh, passing, I think he has 191 passing yards under uh, just over 50% completion percentage. It was a bad week passing for him. Mm-hmm. Granted, that was against San Francisco. So the thing that excites me about Jalen Hurts is that even when he is not so great passing the football, um, somehow he still pulls a 21-point performance out of his pants. Um, 82 yards rushing and a touchdown. Yeah. Literally just a running back. So, uh, honestly... Um, so 21 fantasy points from him, which is, which is good. That's a good, if you're, if you're not in a six point touchdown league, that's really good. Um, and so the thing that I see with Jalen hurts is that he does provide that upside with his rushing. I think against Dallas, he's going to pass a lot better. Um, and he's also going to provide that rushing floor of, I feel like, I think, uh, I saw a stat that said since he has started at quarterback for the Eagles, he has not rushed for under 60 yards. So, yeah, he, he provides a good, good floor rushing. Um, so even if he only scores 15 fantasy points uh, through the air, he's going to get six, most likely on the ground. There's a good shot. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts at Dallas, great matchup, great start, starting this week. Yeah, I think it's a pretty easy one for most people, but there are a lot of people out there that are like, Oh, Jalen Hurts, he's not even a star quarterback. He's just, 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 he threw 12 completions on 190 yards. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great against San Francisco, but against Dallas, he just has to be okay in the passing game, and he's going to get 20-plus fantasy points. I mean, even then, we saw this past week, he wasn't good, and he still got 20-plus fantasy points or 21 fantasy points yeah. just because of what he right. does on the ground. So, yeah, against Dallas in a potentially high-scoring game on a Monday night game, which does that worry you, or is that a good thing? Um, I feel like that's probably a, good a Thursday night Monday game. Usually, mean. a Thursday night game would worry you, but a Monday night game. Usually oh, this is on Monday night. Yeah, no, I'm not worried yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, exciting. Are usually, I, right. I'm on the Thursday show still. I'm like, this game's on Thursday, yeah, bro. Yeah. No, it's a, this game's Monday night football. Yeah, I think hurts. Not at up. all, and dude. This is gonna be a shootout. Exactly, it's gonna be a shootout. I think. Hertz I hope we get forty. Okay, well, that's right. I got Jalen Hurts in multiple leagues. I'm getting 40. He's going to get, I think, 25 plus. Yeah, 25 plus is probably a good bet. Um, Hopefully, this is not like the Chargers-Dallas game where we were all expecting a huge shootout and Dak Prescott totaled seven fantasy points. Thanks, Dak. Lost a league because of that. Yeah, exactly. Holding a grudge. Um, (laughs) 
We have Tyson Williams at running back uh, at Detroit, so another road game, but uh, a good road game. If you watch the Monday Night Football game, and please tell me you did, not you, Rick, but the people at home, because mm. um, oh, I know yeah. you watched parts of it. Um, Detroit can't stop the run. No. They couldn't stop Aaron Jones from scoring four touchdowns, and it was like every rush for Jones was <laughs> pass, catch, or rush was like a gain of eight yards. To be fair, I think three of his touchdowns were in the air. Yeah. Well, and the the the, the interesting thing is I was sitting there watching that game and I I had um I had a clear um bias against Aaron Jones cuz I was facing him in a league and I wanted him to not do so good so I could win. Um but Aaron Jones it was clear in that game the only guy that they were moving the ball with was Aaron Jones and that they needed to try to get the ball to him at all costs. Uh and they really didn't do it much in the first half. Not that they didn't give him the ball much, because I think he scored two touchdowns in the first half. But they were they were trying to get the wide receivers involved, the tight end involved, and all of that stuff. And it took until later in the game, like beginning third quarter, for them to really just say, like, okay, the only guy producing for us is Aaron Jones. We're just going to give him the ball the whole time. And that's what they did. And um, it ended in a huge game for Aaron Jones. Um, my point being, this week, Detroit gets Tyson Williams at the running back position. Um, Williams, how many, uh, tell me the stats on him. Cause I know you got him pulled up. Yeah. Um, do you want his rushing yards for carry this season? But it's been, yeah, sure. Cause against Vegas and the chiefs, which, uh, both are not exactly difficult matchups, but they are mm-hmm. harder than Detroit. Um, he's, mm-hmm. he, I think he's rushing for over six yards of carry. Uh, that, that as a Baltimore backfield is good. It's I mean, funny. He, not backfield, offensive line. Yeah, say. it is. I mean, he, he, he has five catches on the season, which you're like, oh, that doesn't seem like too much. But for the Ravens offense, That's it actually is. He's the leading pass-catching running back. What is that? Paced um, out to like... Uh, what's eight times five? I don't even know. Yeah, can't do this. <laughs> so, uh, 40, the, 40 catches? Yeah, 40 That's catches. Good. Yeah, That's not, not bad. bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um. He had 16 fantasy or 16.9, so essentially 17 fantasy points in week one. Yeah. And uh, he only had 10.3 on Sunday night, but still 10 fantasy points. And he had a touchdown that was called back. Uh, he, it wasn't called back, but he he reached for the goal line and fumbled. And then someone oh. on his team picked it up and scored. So he didn't get so he didn't the get touchdown. The... Right. But That's he would have had pretty much 17 points back to back weeks, which is pretty good. And, um, this week against Detroit seems like a great matchup. The only thing that concerns me with Tyson Williams is uh, his snap percentage is at 50%, essentially, both both yeah. So he's not – like, they do use Latavius Murray, and Devontae Freeman, who they signed, had, I think, three carries. So it's not like he's mm-hmm. really getting used, but he, he's still involved. It's like when they had Mark Ingram, Dobbins, and uh, yeah, Gus yeah, last yeah. year. It's kind of the same thing. But Tyson Williams is definitely the guy to play in that backfield. And um, this week against Detroit is a good matchup, so I'd start. Yeah, yeah, I would start Tyson Williams. Um, I think that he has a good opportunity to put up mid-range RB2 numbers, um, maybe even high-end RB2 numbers. Um, when is this game? Is it like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock? It's a 1 o'clock game. Yeah. 1 o'clock? Uh, I said 2 o'clock, but I meant 4 o'clock, whatever. Um, 2 o'clock football game? Yeah, 2 o'clock football. Let's go. I, that, would make my, um, that would make my life miserable. 
People know, on the West Coast weird. have to get up at like ten. On yeah, a Sunday. first game starts at 10 a.m. I think I think it's 11 actually. 11, 12, 1. No, it's, it's you're right. Yeah, it is 10 a.m. You have to get up in the morning to watch football. How painful! <laughs> the pregame start at like 5 a.m. First world problems over here. Um, yeah. Let's get to the wide receiver start of the week: Sterling Shepard versus Atlanta. Atlanta porous defense, not very good. Um, they've given up a lot of uh, defensively. They've given up a lot of points. Um, and a lot of fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Um, Kenny Galladay has been, I don't know, not good. Is that what you would say? I mean, I don't want to, um, I don't want to hate on a guy, but he's he has yeah. not been efficient. That's for sure. Um, so far this he year, he's gotten yeah. target share, but he's yeah. not scoring fantasy points. No. Um, and then the other guy, Darius Slayton, who is probably on your waiver wire right now. That's not a bad low-end flex option if you need a start. Um, I, I actually don't think that's a bad start. But the guy that we're telling you to start is Sterling Shepard. Um, he was a waiver wire guy. I think he was the guy that everyone kind of thought was going to be the 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 man, odd man out of this wide receiver core. They, I think a lot of people thought Slayton was going to be involved and Tooney and you know, Kenny Galladay, and then you're going to have Evan Ingram. And uh, the odd man out was going to be Sterling Shepard. But Shepard has been involved. Um, and he's looked like their main target. He scored 20 fantasy yeah. points against D- Denver in week one, uh, 13 against Washington in week two. He's had a total of 19 targets so far in the season, um, over 200 yards and one touchdown in two games. So I feel like this game, this matchup against Atlanta is really, really good for him. And if he continues to get that target share, I don't see why he can't put up like 12 to 15 fantasy points. That's the most impressive thing with, with Shepard is – I mean, we talked on, on the Thursday night football preview show about DJ yeah. Moore and how he has 18 targets through the yeah, first two 18, weeks. 19 targets. Yeah, Shepard has 19. <laughs> that's, that's a lot through two games, 19 targets. He's been the clear number one receiver on the team. He's yeah. the guy that Daniel Jones trusts the most. And against Atlanta, I mean, feels like this is a guaranteed game where he gets another like seven to eight catches. So... He's, he's, he's a very good start, and a lot of people probably aren't thinking about starting him. He's still only rostered in 78% of leagues, which means there's 22% of leagues where he's not owned in. Yeah. Um, yeah, you need to pick him up if he's available in your league and probably start him this week. Agreed. Um, let's talk about the tight end five in all of fantasy football, Noah Font. <laughs> yeah, bro. He's, uh, he's our start of the week at tight end. I think we said start him last week. Um, if he has another good game, I would I would say <laughs> every week now. Yeah. Uh, but he had this week eight targets in week one, six targets this week. Um, so it's clear they want to get him involved. He's been a red zone target so uh, for Teddy Bridgewater. So I definitely would start him. If, if he only gets six to seven targets and doesn't produce at the level that you would want him to, uh, I would, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but against the against the New York Jets at home, I feel like this is a great start for Noah Font. Now, tight ends are just confusing, so um, I feel like we're going to spend more of our time not hitting on the tight end position. But I like to make it easy on us, so it's like a you know a good percentage for us to uh, be able to uh, you know give you the right advice. But anyway, uh, right. Noah Font, Noah Font, I think is a, is a great start this week. And if he has another really good game, I think he's just a consistent start on every week at this point. Yeah. Noah Font to me is, um, one of my favorite tight ends and the tight end position is yeah. so, so bad through two weeks. 
Um, he's honestly, he's been better than George Kittle, which was like, <laughs> but um, yeah, he's the tight end five. Um, and he's been good. And with uh, Jerry Judy out for probably about like half the season, it looks like, I think yeah. his initial report was like six to eight weeks, the high ankle sprain. Um, these next few weeks, like no font, it mm-hmm. should be getting about 10 face points a week and maybe even more at the tight end spot. He's the, he's the clear number two option. Um, in the offense and he's um, a reliable guy he's the third down guy he's the red zone guy so he could get a lot of touchdowns mm-hmm. and he's playing a good matchup against the Jets this should be an easy one to start off on agreed all right let's move on to our sits of the week and then lock up the show and prepare you for trade targets on thir- uh, Friday uh, so the sit of the week at the quarterback position is Jameis the famous um, last <sighs> week I think he was a start um, this <laughs> And hey, hey, to be fair, you're the one that wanted to start the last week. Listen, second. You, you gave me a whole segment of playing devil's advocate about it. And I was like, oh, the Panthers' defense isn't that bad. You know, just saying. I'm just saying. Do we tell people to sit him or start him? No, you told people to start him, and I didn't fight you hard enough on it. So. Okay, fight me, bro. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, no. You know what? I'm now offended. To be fair, I didn't think he was he was gonna be that bad. I just no didn't no think he was get like twenty. Yeah, no, he had he had a uh, he had not a not a good game. Two interceptions, one hundred and eleven yards, one hundred and eleven yards. Uh, not too far off from what he did the previous week, um, and now he gets New England. So this thirty-four point game against Green Bay, kind of in the rear view. Um, he's at New England in New England. Um, and we saw what Bill Belichick did to Zach Wilson last week, and um, not that I'm saying rookie quarterback. Yeah, rookie quarterback. Winston's not going to uh, make the same mistakes, um, but I feel like I feel like this is a very, very, very winnable game for New England, and a very uh, good matchup for the Patriots secondary. Um, if they can get Jameis the famous to turn the ball over a couple of times, they might even turn to Taysom, which would be interesting. But uh, even be worse if they did that. <laughs> I don't think he's going to score that many fantasy points. If you have him, I would sit him this week against New England um, and and move forward uh, with whoever else you got because it would not be a smart start. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think Winston's going to get kind of destroyed. I mean, I feel bad for him because I do think he's better than Taysom Hill. I do. 100%. I don't know how good he is, though, but. He's without Michael Thomas. It's not like he's got a ton of weapons around him other than yeah. Alvin Kamara. No, it's fair. So, I mean, it's not it's not great to put all the blame on him. Uh, I don't think it's right, but yeah. After last week against Carolina, and what I think is going to happen this week against New England, it's going to start looking real rough for yep. Winston. Right, but he does have Giants. The Giants have fallen. Yeah, week, so. yeah, he could he could bounce back against the Giants. Yeah, it could. Um, but yeah, New England's defense is top top 10 in the league, maybe top five. Mm. Um, and it's in New England. It's going to be tough for Winston. Agreed. Um, sit of the week at running back is a Leonard Fournette at Los Angeles. Now, I think Fournette has taken the um, – he's taken the grips of this Buccaneers backfield. Um, I think he took the grip of it in the postseason last year for playoff Lenny, to be honest with you. Um, week one, he had eight. Week two, he had nine. So uh, his biggest problem so far this year has been a lack of punching it into the end zone. Yeah. Um, but I think the Los Angeles Rams are one of the tougher run defenses in the NFL. 
Um, I think Brady is going to have to. There might be an opportunity for Leonard Fournette to score a rushing touchdown, but Brady's most likely going to um, pass the ball a lot in this game. Um, yeah, I, it's a it's just actually a hell of a good game to be honest with you. Bucks at uh, oh yeah at Los Angeles, two very good football teams. So this this I could see not as a shootout, but this is going to be a game where they're going to have to throw the football a lot. Um, and it's going to be a battle for sure. I think that in a PPR sense, Leonard Fournette might not be a bad option because they've been using him a lot in the passing yep. game. Um, and so Brady might dump it off to him. But just what they've been doing to the running back position overall, I would sit him this week against Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, look what happened to Jonathan Taylor this week. Uh, yeah, not it good. It wasn't good. Not good. <laughs> and I think their goal line defense is fantastic too. So unless he, Fournette gets like a big rushing touchdown yeah, I, or receiving touchdown, I don't think he scores. Um and on the ground, he's not gonna. I don't think be very good. Right. He will get some points because of his receiving work, like you said. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he had eight in week one, nine in week two, and a half PPR. Mm-hmm. I think he probably lands somewhere around like seven this week. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that you're trying to start. That's uh, that is fair. Um, let's move on to wide receiver sit of the week. It's Jalen Waddle at the Raiders now. This has nothing to do with matchup. Usually, we sit here and we tell you uh, this guy gives up this many fantasy points to this position this is why you should not start this guy this is why you should sit this guy whatever this has nothing to do with the raiders efficiency or non-efficiency at the <laughs> against wide receivers it's everything to do with the fact that uh Tua Tungavailoa might not just miss this week but a long time yeah um, could miss a, a, a extended period of time extended period of time so this shows just for this week but either way uh they diagnosed Tua Tungavailoa with some broken ribs is that correct Fractured ribs. Fractured correct. ribs. Yeah. So he he is out against the um against the Las Vegas Raiders. I was gonna say Los Angeles Raiders. That's not right. Um. No. But anyway, so I, I feel like with with Tua out and Jacoby Brissett going in, this is, doesn't mean good things for Jalen Waddle. Uh, this doesn't mean good things for um Will Fuller. He comes back this week. Correct. Yep, Will Fuller's coming back. And this back. doesn't mean good things for Devontae Parker and Miles Gaskin if you have them. So I would say really anybody in Miami <laughs> yeah. is is sittable this week. Um, but Waddle is the guy that I'm going to say that you should sit this week. Because um, Waddle has had a, a good target share the first couple weeks of the season. Um, he has had a decent target share the first couple weeks of the season. He had a good good week one. And he does provide touchdown upside because they like targeting him in the red uh, red zone and as a vertical threat. Um so, and I think I think this would typically be a good matchup for Waddle where I'm like, okay, I really like this matchup. I want to start him. But without without, you know, Tua Tungavailoa, I think that it it spells bad things for for the Miami Dolphins offense. I think they're going to probably try to run the football a lot in this game and um it's not going to mean it, it he probably will not get over 5 targets this week. Is what my guess would be. Five or six yeah. targets, which if I he's mean, if he's not getting the opportunity, then he's not going to be scoring. Last week he only scored five points against Buffalo, um, so I don't think it. Con- I don't think his success that he had against New England. I don't think that continues against Las Vegas. I think that it's a tough week for Jalen Waddle without his quarterback, and um, yeah, you should sit him. Even if he gets um, like five, six targets, I don't think he does anything with it. Yeah, uh, which Cody Brissett. That offense was so brutal when he right. took over for the game uh, in the game for Tua. They did not score a single point. Um, they barely moved the ball. Uh, Waddle actually looked okay, but 
he still only scored five fantasy points. He did lose a fumble, so it would have been seven point eight fantasy points. Right. And that's if he gets the exact if that's if he gets eight targets again, which will Fuller coming back? I don't think he does. So I I don't think Jalen Waddle is going to do anything, and it has nothing to do with Waddle. I I actually think he's been pretty good this season um, for a rookie wide receiver. It's but uh, yeah, with Jacoby Brissett back there and uh, Will Fuller coming back, it's just mm-hmm. not going to look good for Waddle this week. I don't think. I agree. Um, as usual, see every single one I agree on because we agreed before the show. Yeah, we <laughs> decided this before the show. Um, but anyway, the final one really quickly is tight end Hunter Henry. I actually think this guy is droppable in some formats. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, I feel like at this point, I love Mac Jones. I love the New England Patriots. I think they, uh, they have a lot of good things going for them, but it's clear that New England does not want to take many risks. It's like the exact the same thing as last year, to be honest, yeah. passing-wise, and for fantasy perspective. From a fantasy perspective, from a real football perspective, it's not as vanilla. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely a but little better. It's there, better. there are situations where they don't they don't want to throw the ball down the field, and, and you see mm. that you see the stark contrast here really quickly when the Pats played the Jets. Right, the Jets just let, and I think this is oh, also yeah, on Wilson too. But the Jets just let Wilson do what he wanted to do and throw the ball down the field, and it led to four it picks is, yeah. against one of the it hardest. It is on Wilson, but it's it's like that's also right. very much on the Jets for just being like, oh yeah, here rookie play like you did in college and just do whatever so you want out there. Robert the game against New England. Robert Sala after the game came out and said that he thinks that what the Patriots did was smart, and he's like, he said at some point Zach has got to learn that. <laughs> Boring football, literally said boring uh-huh. football is good football. You know what I mean? It may. You think it's, anyone has told him that since he's gotten there? I have no idea. I would say Robert Saylor. <laughs> I would say no. He just did in a press conference, right. I guess. Just I hope that's now, not the first time. This week. <laughs> but, like, I think he saw what the Patriots did with Mac Jones, and they were like, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's how you do it? Okay. <laughs> but it's like, it's embarrassing. You spent, you get this quarterback with the second overall pick and you let Mac Jones slide. And then Jones goes out and has a perfect, not a perfect game, but like, uh, you know, it doesn't throw a pick. You get beat crushed almost by the team that, uh, you're supposed to be catching up to in the division. It just was bad for the jets, but either way, um, how does that relate to Hunter Henry? The Patriots are not going to throw the ball down the field. They're going to play it safe. They're going to play boring football, at least for the first five to six weeks of the season, um, probably more. And they're not going to they're not going to throw the ball in risky spots. They're trying to get the ball to players. Like every time they get in the red zone, they don't throw it, which is where I think Hunter Henry would have the most success. But yeah. they don't do that. So Hunter Henry versus New Orleans is a tough matchup this week at home. I would not start him. I don't think he's going to get many opportunities. I don't think he's going to score a touchdown. And I do believe he's droppable in all formats. Mostly all formats. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think there's going to be some weeks where he plays well because he gets he will get a touchdown here and there. But he's not um, going to be that great. Even Jonu, who we like both Love guys, Jonu. but Jonu hasn't really done anything. Um, he's getting more targets. Which is good by by a single target. <laughs> Johnu gets five a game. Hunter yeah. Henry gets four a game. It looks so. like they're trying to get Johnu more involved than Hunter Henry. Whereas, like That's fair. the big Henry's the big up the middle yeah. plays that Mac Jones yeah, yeah. does. If I had they, to pick yeah. one, I would still. Pick I mean, at this point, yeah. it feels like it's Johnu. Uh, but even Johnu is like, I don't want to say he's droppable, but he's 
I don't know if I would say he's definitely not startable. Weekly. He's definitely not startable. Don't start him this week. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. I hit the button early. No, that's okay. That's you, don't, you don't, you don't want to start Hunter Henry against the saints when it's going to be a low scoring game. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Um, anyway, there are your starts and sits for week three. Uh, hopefully you enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football. We'll see you for trade targets tomorrow, guys. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the fantasy champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF champs.